This is the Transcend Human Podcast, a weekly show where we learn what it means to rise above the human condition. We hope the conversation today is just what you need for the week ahead. everybody welcome back to the transcend human podcast it is great to be with you as always um what are we looking at june 13th 2022 crazy Uh, i'm not even going to talk about how fast the year is going because everyone feels it it's the same for all of us um so it's the first full month of summer at least in this house Uh, all three of our kids are officially home from wherever they were at doing school So that's fun. Um, What else? So this past week, um, I'm actually recording this in California, but for the whole week, we have spent time in Indiana. And this episode is actually going to talk a lot about that. So I'm not going to say a whole lot here at the beginning. But yeah, we were in Indiana for a full seven, eight, nine days. I don't even know, maybe 10. Um, Went to Indiana for a wedding spent some time there, um, did all the things, saw all the people. And so that was kind of the, um, the idea behind this episode was to kind of talk through that and what that means and what that feels like and, and all of those good things. So we'll get to that. Um, but let's do our minute of transparency. So for this week, I'm just going to call it many happy returns. So the only returns that I can remember in my life so far are my return to Hinsdale, Illinois, and my return to Powell, Wyoming. So I've told you stories like this before, right? I've told you about my my background. My parents moved us from uh, the Chicagoland area to Powell, Wyoming, the summer before my second grade year. And we lived in Wyoming for about seven years. Good things, bad things, you know, great family time, lots of adventures, but there were bad things. Uh, my parents got separated for a while uh, while we were in Wyoming, among a few other things. But, you know, so it's not like it was perfection, right? There was good and there was bad. Um, I just remember it seems so rural, right? Everything's so spread out, so much empty space. Uh, we lived in a large valley with mountains kind of surrounding us. And um, we were literally an hour away from Yellowstone National Park. Um, But at some point, my dad's job started to look a little shaky, uh, so the family decided to move back to the Chicagoland area. So this was really my first big return, if you will. Um, I had attended first grade in Hinsdale, Illinois. Uh, Then we did the whole move to Wyoming, and we were there for the seven years, and then we returned to Hinsdale. So I returned to the same elementary school I went to um, in first grade. Only now I was a ninth grader. So this this school went from kindergarten all the way through 10th grade for some reason. It was like a K through 10 day school. And so I attended there in first grade and I literally returned as a ninth grader. So you can imagine how chaotic that was for me, right? These kids knew me still, but they really didn't know me. And I didn't really know them, right? Because all of my friends had grown up with all of these incremental experiences that I didn't have. And it was my job to now try to fit back in with those kids 
without having the same experience. So that was my return to Hinsdale. Now, fast forward quite a few years, actually, before my second return. So at this point, my entire family is living in Southern California after Tammy and I had moved our family away from the Midwest and had moved to California. And one summer living in California, we decided to drive to Cody, Wyoming um, to do a small family reunion. So at the time, it was only my parents and my sister's family um, since my brother wasn't able to make it. But the group that was able to make it, you know, we spent some time in the old stomping grounds. Um, I was able to drive my kids back to Powell, Wyoming and kind of show them around the town that I grew up in, our old homes, the schools I went to. And this was probably the return with the most drastic change for me. Maybe it was because of my age while living there, or maybe it was due to so much time going past, right? It was literally close to 30 years at this point since I had been back to Powell, Wyoming. But whatever it was, it was so hard to fathom. The town was still there, and we even got to eat in an old restaurant that I had gone to back when we lived there. But the change was drastic. I mean, the biggest thing I noticed was the change in foliage, which is weird, right? So when I lived there, it was very wide open, very few trees. You could literally look across the valley and see the mountains in the distance. But now, you know, the trees that had been planted or small trees that had been there when I was a kid had just spread out and taken over entire neighborhoods. And houses were just dwarfed by these massive trees. Um, Our first home, the home that we lived in out in the country, um, you know, we were just at the end of a cul-de-sac. There were no trees. You you could see as far as the eye could see. Um, now, as you drove down this road, it was as if you were driving through a tunnel of green just to get to your driveway. And it was a bit disconcerting, to say the least. I mean, it wasn't congruent with the memories that I had in my brain. So it just didn't sit well with me. Everything seemed to, to just fit together differently, right? Everything was run down. Um, and yet life had moved on, right? There were new things that I hadn't seen before, but it was just weird. And then there was Heart Mountain. It hadn't changed. I mean, it still stood proudly in the valley as a landmark for everyone in that region. In fact, it wasn't lost on me that day that Kanye West actually lives with the same view every morning as I did when I lived in Wyoming. When he moved to Cody, Wyoming, He moved to the other side of Heart Mountain, what a Powellite would consider the backside of Heart Mountain. Um, But isn't that crazy? How is that for progress, right? The same mountain that I grew up staring at, Kanye West is now sitting staring at today. Um, But that week when we were there for our little family reunion, we were able to climb Heart Mountain and look out over the valley. And from that perspective, everything looked the same because the details were so small that it didn't really mess with my memories. It just all felt right. Sitting there at 11,000 feet, I was comfortable. It took my mind off of the drastic changes I had seen when driving through the city. Now, would I ever want to move back to Powell, Wyoming and live there again? I doubt it. I mean, I love the memories that I have and I'm glad I was there for those seven years, but I'm a totally different person. And I'm not trying to relive my past at this point. Life is all about doing something new, learning, growing, changing. So why is this minute of transparency for today? 
Well, because like I said, I took a little trip down memory lane again this week. I did another return and I wanted to share it on the podcast. So today's topic, transcending past environments. And we're going to talk about three things. First, the Midwest. Second, the environment. And then wrap it up with the relationships. So number one, the Midwest. So I've talked about this on the podcast before, but just as my family picked up and moved across the country to live in Powell, Wyoming, so too Tammy and I picked up our family back in 2016, moved across the country, and decided to live in Orange County, California. So this is the backstory for the episode, right? This is the important information which sets up my return last week. Because the Midwest is the place we left. The Midwest is where both Tammy and I spent the bulk of our lives, to be honest. Aside from the seven years I spent in Powell, Wyoming, I literally lived the bulk of my life in either Illinois, Michigan, or Indiana. And Tammy was even more centralized to Indiana. She lived in Elkhart, Mishawaka, Indianapolis, South Bend, and even Granger. So for us, the Midwest is really the backbone of our life stories. The culture, the environment, the four distinct seasons, from extreme heat to extreme cold, and lots of rain in between, severe weather, tornadoes. Fun fact, Tammy survived a tornado as a young child. It literally ripped through her neighborhood in the middle of the night, and when all was said and done, her family was left hiding beside the one standing wall in the house. I can't even imagine what a life experience that must have been. And the Midwest is where our families are today. So Tammy's entire family lived in the Midwest, though a few have moved out west. My family remains in Michigan, with the exception of my sister, who decided with her husband to move to Beirut, Lebanon, and settle down there. But the Midwest is really our main sphere of influence, right? It's the type of people that we saw every day. It's the work ethic. It's the middle America lifestyle, the attitudes, the friendliness, the religious beliefs, the political beliefs, all of those things that creep into you and make you who you are to an extent that you may not even realize while you're living there. In fact, it wasn't until we moved to California that we realized just how brainwashed we had been on certain levels. Now, I realize that sounds pretty bad. That sounds harsh. Um, But it was more that we realized just how different people can be based on where where you live, based on the culture that you're from. Not all bad, just different in so many ways. So this is it. This is the backdrop for the story, right? Our family has lived in California for, what, over almost six years now? And we've been back to the Midwest a few times, but usually it's pretty short and sweet just to you know, just to be there, do a few things and then come home. But this week, our entire family went back for a wedding. And then we stayed for the rest of the week to see as many people as possible. And I think I alluded to to this either on the podcast last week or maybe on TikTok. I can't remember. But I threw it out there that I wasn't 100% geeked about going home, going back to the Midwest. I mean, there were times where I was a little bit excited, and then there was times where I was pretty anxious and pretty nervous about going, right? Like, it would just be so much easier not to have to do this. But, spoiler alert, we did it. And I'm here to tell the tale. So for the rest of this episode, I just want to do a brain dump about how it went. And in order to do that, I want to talk through two things, the environment and the relationships. So number two, the environment. 
Returning to the Midwest from Southern California is something to be sure, right? You're going to go from brown to green. You're going to go from palm trees to every tree known to man. You're going to go from the desert to the grassy plains. You're going to go from lots of people to smaller amounts of people, from lots of traffic to open roads, from diversity to not so much diversity, from Priuses and Teslas to monster trucks and tractors, from a wide variety of food choices to a much more restricted style of food, from a fast-paced lifestyle to a slightly slower way of living, from high-energy entrepreneurs to people working more traditional nine-to-fives, and yes, moving from blue to red when it comes to politics. Now, these are just a few of the obvious differences in the environment. So we flew in late last Friday night, and we stayed at the lake house owned by my wife's side of the family. And aside from attending the wedding on Saturday, we really spent that entire weekend with her family at the lake. Quiet, peaceful, laid back, all the things that I remembered about lake life. Then Sunday night, we transitioned up into what's called Mishawaka, where we stayed with her relatives for the rest of the week. This allowed us to be closer to family members and friends that we would be connecting with before leaving. So during the week, we drove past our old houses, we hit the main thoroughfares, and we got to see just how much had changed, right? On the one hand, there were new things, new businesses, new homes, new traffic lights, all of the things you would expect to see in a normal, growing community, right? On the other hand, you could say that not a lot had changed. So many of the things that we remembered are still there, just older and a bit more run down. And then there was the foliage, again, kind of like I talked about when I went back to Powell. The amount of green was just overwhelming on some level. Maybe it's just because we had been living in the desert for six years and you almost forget how green it can actually get during the spring and summer months. Another thing I noticed when we were at my parents' house is the variety of birds. So in Indiana or Michigan, in the in the Midwest, there are just every possible color variation, right? From robins to cardinals, blue jays, orioles, bluebirds, finches, woodpeckers, hummingbirds. I mean, just so much variety, so bright and colorful. In Southern California, we literally have black and brown, right? We're, we're overrun with ravens. And then most of the smaller birds are a shade of brown or gray of some sort. Next, you have the driving thing, right? Driving is a whole different beast. In the Midwest, 55 is still a thing. And in town, 25, 35, 45, very common speed limits. The roads are terrible. <laughs> but then again, when you have four seasons, you can't help it, right? The freeze-thaw cycle just causes cracks, which leads to potholes and constant repair. In California, you don't have potholes. There is a whole lot more traffic, but you also drive at a much faster pace. Even in town, the main arteries that we drive on every day are usually 60 miles an hour, with at least three or four lanes going in each direction. And then there's the weather. In Southern California, it is dry. Too dry right now. We've literally been in a drought for years, and that means that water is in short supply. And wildfires are growing in severity. But you'd never guess that living in the Midwest. This week, we literally had more rain than hot days. One afternoon, we were sitting in a friend's house, and while the sun was shining brightly, at the same time, rain was coming down like cats and dogs. Just another day in the Midwest. And finally, the pace of life. 
In the Midwest, it's just slower paced, right? You can see it physically in the speed limits, but there's something deeper. There's something that you can't really put your finger on that suggests a slower pace of life. And I'm sure as you go farther south, uh, it gets even worse, right? I mean, at least I've heard that's true that, and I shouldn't say worse, it just gets more obvious, right? Life is just more laid back the farther you go. Now, in the Midwest, life just happens a bit more methodically. And I realized in returning to the area that I never really appreciated this for what it was. When I lived in the Midwest, I thought life was moving at a crazy pace, and we did everything in our power to live at that crazy pace. Tammy and I had multiple jobs. We had three kids. We had a house yard to take care of. We had activities, church, travel, sports, theater, all of that stuff to juggle. But even with all of that stuff, life still operated on a slower pace than it does in other places. When we arrived in Orange County, things just moved faster. The traffic is an obvious example of that, but just life in general. People work hard so they can play hard. The entrepreneurial spirit is strong in California. Everyone has an agenda. Everyone has a goal, a dream they want to make happen. And this just leads to a busyness that you don't see in other places. It's just a constant hum, things constantly moving. And I guess you could say keeping up with the Joneses is definitely a travel sport in California. So returning to the Midwest brought with it a level of peace, right? This ability to take a deep breath and slow the roll just a little bit, to sit and wait for a train to go by, to watch cows and horses grazing in an open field, to slow down for an Amish horse and buggy in front of you, and just take the time to sit and talk with old friends. Now, it's not that you can't do that in Southern California, but for some reason it just felt different. Number three, the relationships. So the stuff that I just talked about, the stuff that I just walked through, the physical stuff, the environmental stuff, that's all very interesting to me, right? But I didn't spend time thinking about that before coming back to the Midwest, right? I didn't, that wasn't what made me anxious or nervous or any of that. My focus was on people, relationships, and the interactions that we would have while we were there. Last week, like I explained, I talked about being a little bit nervous. I was really unsure of how things were going to go. Maybe because I tend to be an introvert, or maybe because I remember the first return, moving back to the Midwest after those years in Wyoming, right? Having to rekindle friendships with people who were so different than I remembered. I mean, these were the kinds of things that were going through my brain on the way back to the Midwest this time. But after a week of being there, interacting with family, interacting with friends, my fears were laid to rest. At the end of the day, there was no need for the anxiety, the concern, and the preconceived notions that I'd cooked up in my brain. Overall, it was amazing, right? We were able to spend time with both sides of our family, parents, siblings, cousins, um, and we spent a lot of time with our close friends, the people that we literally still try to do life with, right? Families that we'll meet in neutral locations and vacation with, Friends that my wife literally talks to at least two to three times a day, either by text or Marco Polo or whatever whatever platform they're on. And then we were also able to see some old acquaintances, right? Families that aren't really in the inner circle, but people that we did spend time with and people we care about. And after all of those interactions, I came away with the following conclusions. First, family is important. 
Now, we all know this, right? We can recite this if, if we had to take a test and they asked us, what's the most important thing in life? You'd say family, right? I mean, everyone believes that on a cerebral level. But at the end of the day, do we really believe it? I mean, do we actually live like it's true? This week, our immediate family, just the five of us, we got to spend all this time together again, which is always so much fun, right? I'm, I'm reaching the age where I can't take this stuff for granted, right? With, with two in college and one getting close to graduating high school, these days aren't going to be around much longer. Very quickly, our kids will be marrying. They'll start their own families. It'll be much harder to coordinate time together like this. So that was awesome, right? And then we got to spend time with our extended family, right? We got to see both of our parents, which is always fun. We just jump right back in where we left off and we have a great time. Even though we don't communicate as well as we should when we're apart and with the years slipping by, you know, this becomes even more important. Um, But it was fun. It was fun getting to see extended family and spend time with all of them. So that was number one. Family is important. Number two, time flies when you're having fun. So it wasn't lost on me that time flies when you're apart, right? That people grow, that things change, divorces happen, people pass away. It's the circle of life. But it can be jarring when you aren't there every single day to see the incremental changes, right? When you just pop out for six years and then pop back in, you really notice the changes that happen. Cousins who go from newborn to seven years old right? People who have aged a little bit more than you thought they would when you were away. People who lost a bunch of weight and they look 10 years younger when you see them. You know, it's amazing what five years can do in a person's life. The simple truth is that life never stops. The world keeps spinning. So stay connected to those you love and don't let that time pass you by. Okay, that was number two. Time flies when you're having fun. Number three, times they are a-changing. So part of my concern, I think part of my trepidation about returning to the Midwest literally had to do with things that didn't even happen, right? I talked a little bit about this, about with the polarization that we see in our country, right? With California being very blue and the Midwest being very red, you know, Republicans and Democrats seem to be running in opposite directions while the country is falling apart. And while this is something that has been really exaggerated during the years of COVID, it was also something that was made pretty clear to us even back in 2015, right? Back before the real polarization began. We had family and friends warn us about the liberal agenda of California to the point of telling us that we were bad parents for choosing to raise our kids in that environment. So you can see why I might flinch a little bit when returning to the Midwest. Not that moving to California requires you to become a liberal Democrat in order to live there. In fact, the crazy thing is we live in a highly Republican county within California. Uh, As a family, we've been exposed to both sides, and I must say that the diversity of thought is refreshing. And while things were falling apart during COVID, I was never more sure of my political affiliation, which is neither Republican or Democrat. I'm literally somewhere smack dab in the middle. I'm an American, first and foremost, an American. And the last place I want to be is on the front lines fighting against other Americans over something that's far right or far left. With how crazy this world is getting, the only way our country is going to remain strong at all is if we can find common ground and choose to love people right where they are. So let's land the plane. 
this week, like I said, it's been a bit emotional for me, mostly my fault, right? Assuming that things would be difficult or in some way contentious in, in going back to the Midwest. And of course, my pessimism was shown to be a waste of energy, right? We had a great time and it was so good to reconnect with so many people. So this week, I want you to think about a few things. First, have you disconnected from people simply because you live somewhere new? If so, what would it look like to re-engage with family and friends? And if you live in the same place you've always lived, but you still feel disconnected from family or friends, what would it look like to reach out and reconnect this week? Number two, has the polarization in this country impacted you? If so, what would it take to move a little bit closer to the middle and to break down some of those barriers that have been formed between those around you? Number three, have you ever thought about love as a political party? Have you ever thought about moving away from the hardline agenda, the far left, the far right, and instead just viewing people as people? Moving to a more inclusive worldview, asking yourself, what is the loving thing to do in this situation? This is literally the journey that I've been on over the past, I don't know, couple of years, I think. And I'm asking you to join me, to join Transcend Human, right? This journey that we're on to rise above the human condition. Uh, last week, we finished up a series called Transcending Woke. And we spent a lot of time in, uh, I think it was episode two and three, talking about spiral dynamics, which is just this crazy explanation of where a person is at, where a organization is at, where a country is at, um, in terms of moral development, like life development from beginning to end. It's so interesting. And I think the reason I find it so interesting is because I, as I look back on my life and all of the stages that I've been through, uh, the different beliefs and worldviews that I've had over time, I can literally plot those out as colors or spirals on the spiral dynamic uh, umbrella, if you will. And it's just, it's so crazy to me. So if that interests you, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that series. But for now, I just want to thank you again for hanging out this week. Um, thank you for <laughs> indulging me as I took this little walk down memory lane uh, as my family went back to the Midwest and uh, hung out in Indiana for the week. I hope each of you is doing well and that you're thriving. Uh, next week, we're going to jump back into another fun topic. I'm still trying to decide which one I really want to go with. Um, but until then, everyone, have a great week. And as always, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. If you're interested in the show notes for this episode, head on over to transcendhuman.com forward slash podcast and navigate to the episode you're looking for. On the website, you'll also find blog posts, podcast series, and other helpful resources to help you navigate the Transcend Human ecosystem. You'll also find links to our social media channels, and as always, if you have questions, feel free to contact us at info at transcendhuman.com. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you back here on Monday morning.